Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Alrighty, welcome guys to Shelf Logic. My name is Alyssa. And my name is Paige. And today we're going to be talking about the pretty, pretty book covers that, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, but, you know, we, we are totally judging books by their cover today. We all do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, if it doesn't have a pretty cover, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pick it up. I know that's judgmental, but, like. I mean, that's the whole, pr- I don't know. I am totally have never in my life not judged a book by its cover. I mean, sure, you read the synopsis and you can get past it, but, I mean, sometimes you see a cover and you just grab the book mm-hmm. and that's just how it goes I feel like it's equally as important to have pretty covers like if you're going to put that much effort into writing a book um, put that much effort into picking your cover mm-hmm. yeah so I think we're going to start off with Paige who has a couple of selections she was way smarter than I am and actually printed out the covers so I could see them um, meanwhile I'm going to be using my imagination with all of you so Paige go ahead and kick us off Sounds good. Now, I, something else that I wanted to do is uh, I think that covers, like the illustrators are sometimes a little looked over, so I tried to find some of the illustrators or some of the cover designers, uh, but here goes. The first one that I really wanted to kick off, and I think it was just because when I was younger, uh, I remember the cover of this like vividly in my memory. I remember picking it up and saying, I have to read this. And it was actually uh, The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. Yeah. So, I mean, I recommend you guys all pull this up, essentially. But the cover, if I could do some explaining, it's just got the contrast of the black of black background, white text on front, and then you got a white hand holding up a little circus with some red highlights. And I just, I just love it. Anyway, and it lives up to the book. The book is amazing. Have you ever read it? I, yeah, I have. It, it's a really good book. And I like the cover because it's, like, minimal enough to where it doesn't give something away to where you still have to read that synopsis and kind of figure out what it's about. But the cover is very pretty, and the, yeah. book, and the story is very well done. Yeah, and I think it matches the story pretty well because the story itself is very intriguing, mm-hmm. and the cover is really intriguing itself as well. Anyway, so, I mean, I just love the simplicity of it. It's something that I think at the time, especially when I was growing up, because I, I graduated in 2013, mm-hmm. um, so at the time, I don't know if you guys can remember or if you were in that time period, but it was a lot of uh, protagonists on the cover, looking back over their shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, close-ups. And or everyone was fo- trying to follow that, like, twilight formula. Yes. Because we were still very much in that era. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I love Twilight's cover. I think it really was kind of the start to putting more effort into the covers. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you could credit Harry Potter as well. But yeah. But Twilight, you really s- kick off that, like, intrigue. I don't know. But anyway, it was it was kind of monumental to a high school student. I was just like, I love this. Yeah, because that's totally fair. I think that came out in 20, 2012 or 2013, somewhere around yeah. there. It was, right at the, it was right at the end. Yeah, because I remember when I started working at the library, I saw that one, and that one was actually very popular. And I was like, oh, the cover is just, you know. I mean, it's cute, but, like, it's not, like, flashy and, like, everything was sparkly or someone was wearing, like, a beautiful gown or... I I have some of those. (laughs) Or something along those lines. So it wasn't, like, necessarily, like, eye-catching, but if you know the story and you um, see the cover, it kind of makes sense. And I think I forgot to mention, just to give the credit to uh, the illustrator for this one, um, the illustrator was Helen 
Helen Musselwhite, um, and she actually, when I was looking into her webpage, she actually does all of these uh, paper designs. Ooh. Yeah, so it's really, really cool. I mean, she plays a little bit with the animation, but it's almost like they're all paper, and then there's different layers. I think even this was a paper design that then they put on the cover of the book. So, I mean, I was just like kind of blown away by the other aspects that she does. I don't think she's done a lot of book covers, but I think that she's kind of phenomenal in her field. Yeah, it's like she has layers to her. Yeah, honestly, I do like that. <laughs> um, my first one that I'm going to bring up is called Laura Olympus. Um, I have been in this like weird Greek mythology phase recently. We all come and go through <laughs> through those phases. Right? Because like sometimes there's some really good books and then sometimes there's not. But this one started off as a webtoon for I was just about to ask. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> You're good. But I, I recognize this. <laughs> okay, keep keep going. You're all good. Yeah, so it started off as a webtoon. It's by Rachel I think it's I think she might pronounce it Smith or Smith or Smith seems Smith right. Smith seems right. So sorry, Rachel. But um it's Laura Olympus. Um, I have volume one, but volume two is just as pretty. It came out not too long ago. Um, and it well represents the story and the book. It's like very watercolory, and she uses um, blues versus um, pinks a lot to represent yeah. good and evil or dark side, bright side. And so it's very pretty. It's Persephone sitting on this horse, and then Hades is like in the underworld, so kind of flipped upside down and looking down onto her. And it's a very pretty cover. And like, it's one of the reasons I picked it. It was because I really liked the contrast. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, I like Greek mythology. I'll, I'll start reading it. And then I was like, oh my God, this book is awesome. <laughs> so then I kept reading it. Um, but yeah, so that was my pretty cover. I am a sucker for watercolor. So if somebody has watercolor in it, yeah. I'm, I'm like here for it. Do you watercolor yourself? Are you a painter in any way? No, not at all. Nah. But I admire people who have talent for arts. Um, I'm lucky if I can draw a stick figure straightly. <laughs> I draw I draw immensely good stick figures, but that's about it. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, it could be just so hard. I'm just like, uh, hmm, no, no. Art, <laughs> art is not my thing unless, like, I have somebody actually instructing me, like one of those paint glasses. Mm. You know, the other thing about this cover that I really love, I've never seen this cover before, but the text mm -hmm. or the font that they have, I am a big, huge fan of type, uh, what's the word, typography? Yes. Um, if it has an interesting font, uh, I am there for it, essentially. Like, um, the other one that I have on my here is Cinder, and I, I dabble into calligraphy myself and mostly it's just because I want to recreate like the the book titles that I see and I oh, just yeah. love but yeah so I mean when you get into that typography where you know Harry Potter you know what Harry Potter text looks mm -hmm. like um, I just think it brings it to a different level and it becomes iconic yeah it's very distinctive because even when you say cinder like in my head I could totally see it it's like this um, I don't know, like uh, steampunk, steampunk mm. like French Notre Dame era yeah. typewriting. Um, so the, just like old English, I guess, is what we would mm. call it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. And I've recreated it a, a couple times. Um, but yeah, I, I love the color scheme. And I love also just the dynamics of the, like you said, it was the Hades and Persephone. Yeah. Nah. And I honestly, I looked into the webcomic a little bit. I read it up until the point where it's like, oh, you have to go week to week. And I was just like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but 
but good luck. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, like, it, it's a really good comic, and that's, like, one of the reasons why I like it in a book form. Like, I will wait a couple mm. months rather than trying to follow the webtoon because yeah. I would rather sit here for a couple days and just binge read this, all the chapters. I think I'm on, like, chapter, I don't know, 20. Um, I would rather binge it than try to be, like, oh, man, webtoons, I totally missed last week. No! And I think that kind of says something to, like, the era that we grew up in because, you know, if you missed, in the 90s, if you miss an episode of Roseanne, um, you miss that episode of Roseanne, and you have to sit there for the TV guide and try to figure out when it's going to be on again so you can rewatch it. Um, Meanwhile, in the era that I grew up, so I graduated in 2012 from high school, um, so it was everything's on demand. You have Hulu, definitely the era of Netflix and Disney+. Plus. So just having everything on demand, and I think that's one of the reasons why I can't do weekly things. <laughs> Same. No, I went through all of Supernatural, and I was invested. I'm just like, yeah, I really like these guys. It got a little weird towards the end. I was like, yeah, season 10. I mean, d- eh. typical. Yeah, typical. And then I think I got – I can't remember when it was that I was watching, but I caught up, and then I was just like – well, that was fun, and mm-hmm. I stopped watching. Because it was like, oh, you require me to come back week to week, and I don't know why. I just can't do it. I just can't. I'm, I'm same with you. Yeah, no, I was that way. Dynasty was my favorite. I love um, Elizabeth Gillies. Yeah. I think she is just – her makeup is just so iconic, and I yeah. loved her outfits. That was the main reason I would watch it, actually. And um, when I lived at my parents' house and they had cable, I could watch it week to week because yeah. I could record it or whatever. Then when I moved out and I didn't have cable anymore, and I was like, well, we'll see when it, whenever it hits Netflix <laughs> and, you know, try to binge it then. But Pops up somewhere. Yeah. 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 Definitely. No. Um, uh, speaking of, I remember I just watched on Netflix, the, it's called The Mole, um, and I was so into it. And then Netflix has started doing kind of that where it's like, oh, they, we have five episodes now, and mm-hmm. then come back in two weeks for two more episodes. They just, just like, did that with Stranger Things, <gasps> too. Yeah. Well, and that was such a weird gap because mm-hmm. it was like a month. Yeah, I want to say two. it was like May, and then they dropped the rest of them in like late July, Something I like say. that. Because I remember going to my boyfriend's mom's house, and she's like, the new Stranger Things came out. And I was like, it came out a couple months ago, Miss Patty. What are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, no, like more episodes. And I was like, what? That doesn't sound right. But, okay. you know, it's a Netflix thing now. So I'm like, okay. And admittedly, though, season four was a upkeep in, in uh, con- like value, I would say. I, I would also agree. And uh, I didn't know, but they were also producing some Stranger Things books, too. Yeah, yeah. The Runaway Max. Yes. I, I saw like that, that in Young Adults. And yeah, the, yeah, the cover wasn't all that appealing. I mean, if it offers a different side story, I might, but I honestly don't know what it's about. I just remember somebody asking me for a Stranger Things book. I have a hard time with tie-in covers in general. Mm-hmm. I think they're so boring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because if I wanted to see who was going to be the actor or the actress in it, like Bridgerton. The Bridgerton oh. original covers are very cute, yeah. like very, like, you know that this is just going to be a saucy romance book that you're just going to read one and done type thing. Exactly. Now they have the actors on it, and they're really trying to placate to the actor's hotness mm-hmm. and whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, that's great. I saw the show, but I just want to read the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first book I ever bought, um, Ella Enchanted. Love it. Yes, favorite. Um, and I bought it at a book fair, and I was so excited because I saw it was coming, and I you know, got my $8 and I went to the book <laughs> fair and I was so mad because the only version they had was with the Anne Hathaway uh, tie-in cover. And yeah. I still have it today. It's very well worn and I've read it over and over, but I was so, even as a, you know, an eight-year-old in third grade, I was so peeved mm-hmm. about the movie tie-in. And admittedly, I mean, you can like Ellen Enchanted the movie or not. I, I have my opinions on it, but 
She did fine. Um, <laughs> it, it was fine. It's fine. It's it fine. was fine. It was fine. There were two separate things in my mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the book cover itself was just not my favorite, honestly. And yeah. I just feel that way about most movie covers. I feel like they just don't do anything or add anything. Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, it might just be like, hey, we put Ryan Reynolds on the cover of this book. Oh. You should buy it because oh. Ryan Reynolds is on the cover of this book. I haven't seen a cover of Ryan Reynolds on a book yet, but you're right. That would make me buy the book. See? <laughs> like, the attractiveness. Like, if you were really into this person, you're going to buy it. I need Ryan Reynolds to be the next, like, Fabio on all the oh. romance covers. <laughs> that or Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans yep. or Chris. If, you're in, if your name is Chris and you're in Hollywood, could you please be on a couple romance covers? Uh, yeah. We would like that. <laughs> I mean, did you see The Lost City, though? I did like that Channing Tatum played that, like, romance cover. I, I did like that. I loved his wig. It was amazing. It was very funny. Um, which we do have the, at the library now because um, we also carry DVDs. Oh, I thought, you said, I thought you meant the wig for a moment. I was like, we have the, the – If we had the wig, that would be, like, a whole other thing. I'm sure it would be, like, in a case and it would have its own security guards because, you know, people do love Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be looked over a lot of times, but mm-hmm. – for those few savvy library, you know, customers. Meanwhile, all the librarians are like Channing Tatum. <laughs> we have a lot of opinions on Channing Tatum. And Chris, <laughs> Hev- Chris Evans. <laughs> and actors in general. Yes, that's true. But we're going to go ahead and move yeah. on. We did mention Cinder earlier, which, you know, has a lot of covers because yeah. it's a series. Do you want to mm. go into that a little bit? Definitely. So I, it was another one. I, I have a lot of influences from high school. Um, mostly because that was kind of when I started, you know, reading for fun. I mean, aggressively reading for fun. <laughs> Not like I have an independent reading project. I yeah. guess I might this. <laughs> yeah, so I love the Cinder covers. Actually, there's also some uh, remakes of them mm-hmm. with the I, graphic novels, and those covers are really well good as well. I didn't pull them up, but the originals really hit – uh, accord with me um, my least favorite I would say was Scarlet just because you know it's the the cape flying but the Cinder the original uh, book Cinder you can't go wrong with that especially with the the mechanic foot in the the heel it, it, yeah and the iconic heel and like it looks like a human foot mm-hmm. which is kind of what Cinder was and has the mechanics like in a three or not sorry not 3d the x-ray version of it yeah and it just plays into the storyline like it really does tell you a little bit about the character without Mm -hmm. you even opening the book up Mm -hmm. and i think that's just important when it comes to your characters i mean you can also say that uh one of the as far as ya goes i feel like we pull up a lot of ya covers and i just think that they try put a little bit more effort into it sometimes yeah i mean I will admit, sometimes to get a teenager's attention can be very hard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been teenagers. And unless it was, like, super, super important to me and was definitely Nick Jonas, I wasn't going to pay attention to it. No. So, um, yeah, I think that they do spend a little bit more time for the teen covers. Actually, out of all of the age groups that we deal with, probably mm-hmm. teen is going to be the most intricate. Yeah. Because adults, I mean, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Kids, they're still getting there, and their parents are probably helping them. Yeah. And then picture books, if it has a cute bear or food on it, it's golden. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I think that YA actually influences the other covers of, mm-hmm. you know, young adult, not young adult, sorry, of uh, juvenile. Once you, the big thing in YA right now is the illustrated covers, the uh, cartoon, not cartoon characters, but the yeah, cartoon characters. Yeah. Uh, illustrated versions of the characters on the covers. And that started in YA, and now you're really seeing it in mm-hmm. 
juvenile, and I'd say the, the rom-com section is littered with it. Oh, yes, absolutely, yeah. Because um, even off the top of my head, like Red, White, and Red, Red, White, White and Blue. Red, yeah, that one has like animated ones, um, the X-Hex, things like that, book oh, lovers. Yeah. All of those have like their little animation guys. Um, but yeah. And I think it kind of started in YA, and I think that I was trying to pinpoint it just because I really like to look at trends, and I think that the first one that I really saw as the influence um, was Eleanor and Park mm -hmm. by Rainbow Rowell. Uh, and let me see who did the... Harriet Russell was the illustrator for it. And it's like just a simple concept. It's not really the same as the, all the ones that you see now, but it really was the starting point where we t weren't taking a photo of somebody and putting on a cover. We were doing an illustration of something and putting it on a cover. Yeah, I would say like the worst for me is when I see those dang stock photos of <laughs> like, and you know that they're stock photos. Like if I were to go to iStock or something, we're totally going to, here are some right now that she <laughs> just pulled up. They're, they're stock photos and you're just like, I mean, you could do something just a little bit more to grab in the attention. If I see one more like girl with vampire bites on her neck one more time <laughs> I promise you Ugh, yeah. it's just it's insane and so Eleanor and Park you're right it did have that like little um personalization to it if you will mm -hmm. um it's a basic drawing it's two it's the back of two people's heads with headphones but it still you know symbolizes a little bit more about the book yeah I would say so I mean kind of introverted mm -hmm. uh obviously you know music's going to play a role in it and you already already know that there these two are going to have a connection that goes beyond just uh seeing each other in the street i guess which i mean it kind of is implied in the name itself but i actually haven't read the book which i find ironic <laughs> there's a couple of these where i'm like i meant to get to that but the cover is still pretty it's just one of those yeah it's it's been on my list of two reads and they pulled it without even reading the synopsis. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just been on there ages and ages. And usually I'll go through and like weed out and say like, okay, it's been too long. I'm never gonna get to this. But this one I keep resisting getting rid of just because I love the cover. It's worth it. I would do the audiobook. Okay, great. That No, that's great advice, honestly. Yeah. I'm in a book slump right now, so audiobooks are the way to get out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I did read Eleanor and Park. It is a great representation of what the story is, um, down to a T. I mean, they got their hair colors even right. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's a really good book. I did enjoy that one. So, yes, but I did do the audiobook because okay. I can't sit still. Um, my second book series I'm going to talk about is called Epoca. So, <laughs> let me... Google that so we can look at it. It is a book that I actually saw earlier today of this recording while I was um, pulling books for other libraries. It came up and it is um, a book that was actually created by Kobe Bryant before no. he passed. Yeah. So if we look at it, this is the one that I pulled. It has like a nice purple background in the middle is a light purple and it has a tree. Um, so the underside of the tree is like burnt and dead kind of and the mm -hmm. top of the tree which is like earth and living um, is very vibrant it has all these colors it's truly beautiful mm -hmm. um, and I have no idea what the story is about I'm assuming it has something to do with basketball or sports of some kind um, but the cover, like I pulled it this morning, and it is uh, reflective and kind yeah. of like has this metallic-y color. And it's, um, 
it looks like it's engraved rather than just printed on. Oh, I love that. And it's like a really nice hardback. And then if we look inside some of the the photos of the book, you can see that the pages are even very vibrant when you flip through it. Mm -hmm. So it was just a very pretty book. Um, so it's Kobe Bryant and Ivy Claire are the two um, masterminds behind that. I think Kobe Bryant came up with the idea and Ivy Claire ended up writing it and still continues the series after he passed. So um, it was just, I don't know, it was just very pretty. I couldn't stop looking at it. Oh, I, and I love like engraving. It feels like they're going the extra mile with mm -hmm. it, honestly. And I do love the contrast. When you have like the contrast of the living tree versus the, the dead tree, it's already kind of setting up that uh, yeah, like what? What are we gonna what talk about gonna, here? What are we gonna talk about? Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's gorgeous, and I love a purple cover. Yeah, and you don't see that very often. I think people are a little bit scared to use those deeper or more vibrant colors because they mm -hmm. think it'll be too distracting. But that's what you want. I want to be distracted by your cover. <laughs> we have too many bland colors on our on our. Again, if I see a vampire bite on some girl's neck one more time. <laughs> yes. Well, and the one that you're honestly. I love, I don't love it, <laughs> but it makes me laugh every time. The one she's referring to, I have right here. I have some examples of not my favorite covers. <laughs> um, and the one she's referring to, which is the 12th in the series. It's a very popular, it's a very uh, ongoing series. And I think it's a little bit camping. So I think yeah. they're probably playing into it, but it's called Smoke Bitten by Patricia Briggs. And the cover is hilarious because it is legitimately just a woman with her head turned sideways and teeth marks in her collarbone and there's smoke rising out of the holes. <laughs> I can't. I just love it. I saw it, I saw it one time uh, in the check-in room, and I couldn't stop laughing. I think I showed it to just about everybody in the office. And anyway, the book's probably really good. I don't know. I know it's part of the um, Mercy Thompson series. Yeah. yeah Mercy Thompson. She, she is a very popular author, and um, some supernatural authors, just they just go the – the extra mile with the the cheesiness of their covers here's the thing you can and I think you should also um you can always tell a book genre from mm -hmm. the cover I well for the most part I think us librarians we probably have a little bit more practice with it but I mean you have your mysteries you have your supernatural like there's no way I wouldn't look at that cover and be like oh yeah that's romance it's definitely a J.D. Robb book Corbin <laughs> Yeah. No, you understand right away, okay, we're getting into some supernatural stuff here. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that goes for most books, honestly. It's just like, like I said, I mean, we might have more practice with it. The one that, that really cracks me up as well is the, um, the food mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, death by chocolate cake or something. Yeah, or yeah. I mean... They're not branching out of those covers anytime soon, but they don't need to, right? They, no, and, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. They're, those books sell great. Everyone <laughs> loves, is it Joanne Fluke or, or something? Joanna yeah, Fluke? Fluke, she's one of them, yeah. Yeah. And then, ooh, I'm blanking on some of the names. Yeah, there's, there's a few. Yeah. There's a few that do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, if it tells you kind of what it's going to be about, like this one's going to be about a lemon cake. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, I'm here for it. You know what? I opened up that book one time, or one of those books one time, and it actually had recipes after like mm -hmm. every chapter. So I'm just like, wait, this might be worth my while. <laughs> I've seen on TikTok like people going to different um, cemeteries and baking food off someone's headstone. Oh. I really just want someone to just go to the library, check out a bunch of not cooking books, and make those recipes. <laughs> 
just or put together and you can call it the graveyard recipes or something <laughs> like that and they just travel travel around and get all the graveyard recipes i love it yeah. i love it um so the next one i'm going to talk about is called the thousandth floor it is a teen book i know that one mcgee right mcgee yes um so it's by katherine mcgee it it's kind of like this weird, we have it in general fiction, but it has a lot of different elements to it. Like it's um, sci-fi, futuristic. Um, the covers are just so pretty though. They're so sparkly. There's three in the series and each one is like a different tower that you're looking at the thousandth floor. And they're just very metallic, very pretty. Like you can't just not stop looking at them. Mm -hmm. My um, The PR team had asked me to pull a couple pretty books for a TikTok and that was one that I picked and one of the staff members was just like but I love it and I was like me too it's just so cute I can't but that that is a pretty book it it's a decent story the cover doesn't really tell you a lot about it it keeps it a little bit mysterious but the book is also mysterious mm -hmm. so I remember reading the book and may I say this is one it's not a controversial take because honestly I think that books are just because somebody doesn't like a book doesn't mean that it just probably means it wasn't meant for them and that's my opinion on most things yeah the book didn't live up to that amazing cover for me. I agree. And I did read all three. And, like, the more I got into it, the more I'm just like, ugh, but I'm already so far in. I better just finish it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the story was so-so. Was yeah, yeah. I mean, that being said, if your cover is that amazing, I am, like, bound to read it, mm -hmm. honestly. I mean, kudos to you for putting time and effort into your into your book cover. Oh, absolutely. And her other one as well, uh, American Royalty, really like that book cover as well. Oh, I don't know that one. I haven't read it yet, but hmm. American Royalty, it's one of the illustration ones, but for some reason it just sticks out. It might have been one of the uh, earlier illustrations, and probably that's why it stood out to me a little bit more. Yeah. Let me pull it up for yeah, you. Yeah, because a little bit more authentic. Mm -hmm. Here, I'll pull it up, and how about you? talk about your next one absolutely okay so the next one i have uh it's a juvenile series and it's going a little bit way back um as in regards to juvenile series and it's actually the ink heart series so ink heart ink, ink spell and ink death one of the reasons why i love these covers uh, they're not like other trends i mean they really don't follow what everybody else is doing and i think they are a class of their own uh but speaking of in the engraving process mm -hmm. uh they have something similar the uh so i don't know how to even describe you i'll just try to describe this first book it has a red background a square in the middle and inside the square is a landscape a kind of like a fantastical landscape a little bit um, and then at the bottom of the square there's a hand or some fingers uh, reaching out of the box essentially and then around that we have some lizards a little fairy uh, little things that are little clues for the book. yeah little clues for the book you might say what I love about this is that the square and the little creatures around it those are engraved those are like shiny you can rub there they're, they're smooth and then the red or the red background is like a mat or it's a flat. Oh, okay. And the concept of the book, um, it's not too much of a spoiler because it really is the main premise of the book, is that uh, there's a character in the book that when they read material or when they read books out loud, they bring items from those, book, those books into the real world, right? And so that really plays into the concept of the book. And I just remember when I was reading it, I couldn't stop myself from just like, you know, petting the little lizard <laughs> and just rubbing uh, r or touching the um, 
engravings because it was really realistic to you know what you were reading you're just like these wonderful shiny things mm -hmm. are coming into our wor real world and yeah I, I mean it's an amazing series but I just love the covers they stand out to me still just because like I said it's not necessarily that they caught on everywhere else but um they really still stick out to me yeah I mean even from a standpoint like I'm a touchy-feely type person so like I love those books that I'll use during baby time that have like you feel this and it fur or you press this and it makes a sound and so it's more interactive or mm -hmm. sensory based and I feel like that's kind of what they were going for without being extra yeah like feel feel this cover you can feel the differences you can tell that we put some intricate designs into it so it is a very pretty book yeah absolutely and the, the other two follow that same concept um, as the first one did and yeah it's I mean if you have not read Ink Heart I mean it goes without saying that mm -hmm. I uh, most of the stuff that I am recommending as book covers is the, the books that I love as well so uh, I mean that's totally fair because I mean we're influenced <laughs> we are heavily influenced we see books all the time we'll tell you which ones are the pretty ones <laughs> and which ones are worth reading yeah absolutely um, so yeah that's my I think third pick or something along those lines but yeah so many flip back to American Royals. It definitely has this like um, crazy rich Asians vibe to it. It does. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. Like looking at the cover, like my first thought was, oh, it's crazy, crazy rich girlfriend or something like that. Yeah. So it, which is the second one in that series, but that's the vibe it gives off. Just like you can't really tell who it is, but the details are there and it's just kind of like, oh, I'm too good for this. <laughs> So uh, that that's definitely the vibe I'm getting from that one. But oh, I'll have to look up that one. Mm. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about, I will pull that up too, is Neil Gaiman's Snow, Glass, and Apples. So um, if we can't guess from title, what do you think that's about? <laughs> I would have to say Snow White. <gasps> Snow White. Who knew? <laughs> um, but I have not read this one, but I want to now. The cover is just so, it's like Victorian, yeah. steampunky, extremely detailed. So it's a woman who's like crouched over. I'm assuming she's the evil queen because she has her staff and a crown-ish type deal going on. She's definitely giving off evil vibes. <laughs> she's giving off <laughs> evil queen vibes. Um, but her outfit is just so intricate. Um, it has like paisleys in it and different colors. A lot of them are the darker colors, but then kind of like we were talking about earlier with the red accents, that's what I'm seeing here. And it's mm -hmm. a totally different take on Snow White. And as we all know from those of us who have listened, I will not shut up about Disney. I love Disney. Um, <laughs> Snow White isn't really one of my favorite characters, so seeing a whole new twist on it might be something interesting. And Neil Gaiman has been, you know, a fabulous author for years. So I have to say, I mean, I agree with you in Snow White. Sometimes it's hard to she's not one that we grew up with I mm -hmm. would say uh, so sometimes it's harder to relate to her but saying that actually I have read you know some retellings and sometimes when you're less attached to the characters that makes the better retellings mm, that's fair like uh, Snow White uh, Sleeping Beauty um, I've read some good ones I'm trying to remember what they're called just to give the right information yes. <sighs> I mean and there's a couple that were put out by Disney that are like villains retellings and stuff and yeah. so when I read those I do sympathize more with the evil characters rather than than the protagonist if you will mm -hmm. um, 
because yeah I'm just like oh my god why are you sleeping so much I want to sleep all the time <laughs> so um yeah so I'm very interested in, in retellings and in that whole jazz and see how that goes it was very popular for a moment I mean spe- coming back to Cinderella Cinderella was the kickoff really it was mm-hmm. kind of like the twilight of the re- the or you know twilight Cinderella was to retellings of what Twilight did to vampires. vampires. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we also kicked off in that era a whole bunch of movies and stuff that were retellings. Yep. So Maleficent. We had Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. Mirror, Actually, Mirror. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, Charlize Theron will always be a great evil queen in my head. Um, and she was in The Huntsman. So yeah, she was iconic in that. Very good. Very well done. I just don't know how you sit there and you look in the mirror and you're just like, no, I know Charlize Theron is really good looking. And, and you're sitting there like, who's the fairest of them all? I'm like, saying, well, somebody else. And you're like, yeah, right. I'm Charlize Theron. Thank you. <laughs> that was a good joke. Yeah. What else do you have? Oh, well, I have, so I actually had two that I found um, that were by the same person. Sorry, not by the same author, by the same illustrator. And it kind of threw me for a loop because I'm just like, that's amazing. I un- unknowingly picked two by the same illustrator. Um, okay, oh yeah, it was Lunar Chronicles. So I don't know if I mentioned the illustrator was Rich uh, Dees, Dees, D-E-A-S. Yeah, Dees. So Rich Dees. And the other one that he did, which I really adore, is the Six of Crows. <gasps> I almost picked that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this is like completely opposite of a lot of my other picks just because it is so dark. <laughs> it is, but the red accents, again, do like a really nice job. And when you open the book, it has red on the outside of the pages. I Red on the second book. I think the first one is black. Is it black? Black, yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. my bad. No, but, you're fine. But it does add dimension. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, the cover itself... Uh, is just a so the bird a black crow six of crows makes what? sense yeah <laughs> i was about to just say a bird i'm just like wait i know what bird this probably is i can take a gander okay so a black crow um it's sitting at the top of the cover and its wing is spanning down um and in the background you can kind of see what might be a little bit of a building or sorry the bottom of the wing um it's the outline of a building it's kind of hard to describe but the wing kind of transitions into the building a little bit. It's not the right way to describe it, but you can just look it up. I'm doing it an injustice. And then the uh, text itself is red, so it's sitting on top of uh, the wing and the gray background, and it's just it's just gorgeous. It's one of my favorite typographies that I've come across in a while. It's very pretty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, the second book as well, um, really gorgeous, and it's doesn't play with color at all and it's just one of those that really work for me usually I don't like a really dark cover just because you can't make out details but I think it's the nice contrast too like the second one has that really nice uh, like dusty gold background Mm -hmm. to contrast that nice black um silky crow yeah 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 sorry (laughs) that sounded weird but (laughs) yeah I, I, I do like the contrast between the two and you know the first one did need a little a little me so, <laughs> yeah. so you had the red bloody bloody red bloody yeah bloody for sure yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of blood in that to, book to go with the book <laughs> i would say she was probably going for more of a bloody red yeah 
Um, right. So my last book that I want to talk about is a Jew book. It's called The Girl Who Drank the Moon. And it's super cute. It's this little girl um, standing on stones, and she's surrounded by paper cranes and the moon and a little dragon guy. Um, this is actually a very popular book. It won a 2017 Newbery Award. Um, I have not read it, but I want to. It's, again, one of those on my to-read list. But it's just super cute. Um, I'm thinking that it's probably going to add a lot of culture and have a little bit of fantasy in it. Yeah. Um, little dragon yeah it has a little dragon guy and he's so cute <laughs> he's got like little ombre wings which i love um and then the the paper cranes um so yeah i mean i've heard really good things i've suggested it multiple times for kids who are looking to do like book reports but it's just a very pretty and like appealing cover it has that nice contrast the paper cranes are pink um the ground is red and the moon is of course that nice silvery color mm -hmm. so it's, it's very cute. I, I will read it one day, I promise. It really it reminds me of Esperanza Rising cover. A little bit, yeah. Because, um, and I just lost it. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of looks like she's jumping, kind of like how Esperanza was. Yeah. Um, she's got the wind going through her hair. Yes, yeah. And that was a beautiful book, too. Mm -hmm. the, the cover was so cute. And I totally forgot about that book until you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love the moon. Yeah. I'm a sucker for a moon book, so. Yeah. And, you know, fantasy, mystical. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. I think the majority of my picks are fantasy novels. Fantasies do have really nice, intricate covers. I will hand it to them. They know how to pick their stuff. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. But, yeah. No, that's about all I have. Oh, I have one where, okay. I have one where we shouldn't judge the book by its cover. <laughs> okay. Or its title, really. <laughs> the, oh, no. The book cover and title are not my favorite, but the book itself is actually really fun. Okay. Um, and it's harping back a few years, but I have the hardest time recommending it to people because I, I showed them the book cover and it's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And it's called Jessica's, Jessica's Guide to Dating on the Dark Side. And it sounds... Here we go with the stock photos. <laughs> yeah, it sounds corny as all get up um but honestly the book was really really fun yeah i'm gonna be honest if you said here let's say read this because you'd like it i'd be like Paige, are you okay i know yeah <laughs> yes um i tried to put it i once was doing um back when in COVID times when we didn't have a lot available and we had the smallest team section available yet um and i was just free i was stocking the book so Wait, I, is that a team book that's a teen book, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it shocking? <laughs> I thought it was an adult book. Sorry, go on. No, yeah. Um, and I tried putting it out multiple times, and I just could not get anybody to take it. I'm just like, if you get past all the looks and the description and the title, I promise it's a great book. And yeah, that, that, that's a lot of the selling points, though. You're asking, but I, I don't even know how I got to reading it. But it, yeah, I was gonna say, how did you choose that? Because just looking at the cover, it's like you know how they're always saying you should look for red flags while dating. It's like red flag for the book, red flag for the book, <laughs> red flag for the book. Yeah, yeah. I think it was back in a time period where I was uh, a library aide for my high school, right? Mm. So all the new books that came in. Um, I would just read all of them and it didn't matter it didn't matter if I was interested or not and it was one of those kind of where it's just like oh yeah well we're only getting 10 new books so I'm just gonna you know add them all to my list and uh, I was just very very surprised by it and oh. haven't gotten very many people to read it if you read listen to this podcast and you read it and you like it I mean shoot me a 
hello or something because yeah. I, I need more validation from others. <laughs> comment or like this podcast. Yeah, um, comment or like this podcast. So that way we know that someone other than Paige has read this book. Yeah. I'll just take all the comments and likes as, as my as my benefic- <laughs> benefit. Yeah. As her um, justification. <laughs> yeah, that's my justification. Or like Brooklyn Nine-Nine when he's like uh, in the wedding, he's like, vindication. <laughs> Someone vindicate me. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll hand it to them. But thank you for listening and mm-hmm. tune in next time while we discuss um, more fun things about Greek mythology, weird characters, and stock photos. Absolutely. Stock photos are the best. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.